Hi, everyone. Welcome into the fourth episode of the Production Line podcast. I'm Garth Wickham. Uh, Grant Wickham. And uh, yeah, we had a little hiccup for... We were supposed to have the fourth episode last Wednesday, but we had an issue with recording software. Kind of a whole mess, but we're back. So we'll touch on some old news, talk prospect tournament. Um, Yeah, so we'll start up with Giovanni Smith. Our boy, seven seven fifty two years. What are your thoughts? I like the deal. Um, One way contract, showing that he's gonna be either on the team or put on waivers. So yeah, he's either chance. on the team or is he, he's an expensive minor league player. Yeah, big chance to prove himself this year as a establish himself as a fourth or third liner possibly. Yeah, it's really gonna be interesting, like how it goes. Like obviously, the pro- now with the information we have from the prospect tournament, like how he competes with guys like Valeno, Raymond, Bergeron, etc. Because obviously, the way the contract set up, him and like Rowney, I kind of throw in the same tier of like how the contract is and like possibly moving up or down. It's a really big, really gonna be a big, big week next week. Yeah, it should be really interesting, especially like like guys like. Like you said, the three there, and then like Pearson and Stevens are all right. fighting for a spot too. Um, should be really interesting. Hopefully, I know we were we were a little hard on him last the last episode. Um, just kind of like I think I'm a little more bullish on other guys other than him. He brings stuff that I like. It's just sometimes he doesn't bring it. Like when he's not playing that physical edgy game, like he's kind of I don't want to say useless, but he lacks that flair. He's yeah, like great, he's he's not a good skater. Like you said, he's so valuable when he when he is bringing the the physical and is in people's faces. He's just people are like not they don't want to be around him on the ice. Yeah, obviously the game has changed so much, like where that's not really needed anymore. But like it's nice. Like we don't really have anyone that brings that. Like Adam Ernie kind of has it. But well, like, every, every team has their their couple players that have guys that can do that, and Giovanni Smith is our only player that could really do that. And he's not yeah. even a guarantee on the team. Adam Ernie, yeah. like you said, he could do that, but he's not one that's going to do that every game. Yeah, it's just like at what cost? Because you have to weigh the benefits of having that player in the lineup versus not like a guy you look at like Tom Wilson, like as like polarizing as he is, he's still very much useful on the ice. And yeah. he can still do that and like be intimidating. Where like Giovanni Smith sometimes I don't want to say is like a liability, but like he has, he still has yet to prove that he could be a full-time guy in that spot and still bring a lot of value to the team. Agreed. So hopefully I, I like him a lot personally. Like when I, when he has those games, like he had the Gordia hat trick in Florida, was it? Yeah. Yep. Where he played very well. I mean, he was also playing higher in the lineup. I think he was playing on Larkin's wing. I want to say mm-hmm. he fought, I think that was a game he fought Ekblad, right? I don't know who he fought that game. He had a couple right. fights in Florida. He fought him, and he fought uh, Stillman. Yeah. Who's then traded to Chicago because Chicago and Florida trade everyone together. <laughs> they have the longest trade record ever. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a good signing for him. Most, I think this is a better signing for him than it is the team, believe it or not, even though it's a $750,000 contract. That means nothing. But, like, it's two years. It's kind of like a lot of show for him. And it's one way, so it's like he gets to go through waivers either way. So if a team really – like if the Red Wings end up don't liking him, like he's a one-way deal, it's, so it's a lot harder for him to get sent down if he gets picked up by someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. 
So he gets that little benefit. So I think maybe that was the holdup with the contract. Because maybe they were trying to do a two like a two way deal like Pearson got. But I don't know. Um I compare it a little bit to the Gus the Gus Lindstrom contract. Like two years, eight fifty eight hundred fifty thousand dollars was what Gus Lindstrom got. And I think he's a guy who training camp's gonna make or break whether or not he starts in Grand Rapids or not. And it's a one way deal as well. So yeah, it should be – I'm very excited for next week and all of the – there's obviously a lot of talk with the prospect tournament of who's going to be where and what, but it should be like an actually competitive spot for lineups and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. And then we also had the – I don't know, it feels like ancient news because we weren't able to talk about it Wednesday, but like uh, with the uh, the helmet ad sponsor – we had a funny video of Tyler Bertuzzi going through the line at the checkout line at Meyer and uh, buying the purple cow, you know, my personal favorite ice cream, even though I don't live in Michigan anymore. But uh, yeah, that was a funny video. And I had the ad that obviously we saw throughout the prospect tournament, very minimal. Yeah. Um, I thought they looked really nice on the helmets during the prospect tournament. And I actually, I don't know. I, I think it looks a lot better than what we were working with. To be honest, yeah. like the UVM, I think it's, I think it's what it was, something like that. I don't know. I think it's like a mortgage company or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. Um, but no, I'm glad it's a Michigan brand. I mean, I, I think the UVM thing was Michigan as well, but I'm glad it's like a big Michigan thing. Like everyone in Michigan like knows what it is, and also like Meyer could have been like I don't know if you remember like Scotia, um, Scotia Bank or whatever. Like Toronto had the red ads on their blue jerseys. Where like Meyer has the red and blue, but like they chose just red for the jerseys and or the the helmet ads. So it's really nice. It looks nice. Yeah, it does. Um sorry, I need a drink of water. Um so I guess looking forward, I guess we'll jump right into the game one of the prospect tournament. Not much more to talk about with that stuff. Pretty minor things. Um what a game. Yeah, it was really exciting. Well, the first two periods were we're awesome. We're all Red Wing fans on Twitter. We're riding just the absolute high of what was an exciting game. And then the second period, it's almost like we pulled the Maple Leafs and just try to blow a third period lead. Um, I think the biggest stories coming out of that was like Krill Tuchiev. Holy shit. Yeah. He's um very interesting player. He's fun. He's fun. I- Super smart with the puck. Um, not very – like, I wouldn't say he's, like, a fast skater, but he's a smart skater, if that makes any sense. Like, when he comes in the zone, he's very, like, methodic, uh, methodical, like how he like, crosses the line. He does, like, those pa- like those pauses, and he turns towards the boards and then makes room for everyone kind of thing. Um, yeah, that first goal where he um, was set up by – I think it was Pearson, right? Yeah, it was Pearson and Hannes. Yeah. Yeah, P- yeah, Pearson set him up going, like, the far side, and then he shot high short side. Um, super, super nice shot. Nice little bowling, Sally, at the end. Love to see that. So the word I use for Tutiev is basically he's a sneaky player. Like, he kind of rides, like, under the nose of players, and you don't really see him, and he just comes out of nowhere, kind of. And it's very fitting for a seventh-round pick. Makes stuff happen. Yeah, for sure. I th- yeah, he's really smart. I again, like I know we talked about like the the AHL contract, but I'm curious if like 
I don't know if him being on the AHL contract means he doesn't get to take part in training camp, like for the the Red Wings. I don't know what that means. So I guess we'll see. Like when that roster is released, should be beginning the next week. Um, yeah, that's what I'm I'm interested in seeing because I, obviously three point nine is huge. Um, he was he was noticeable all of the games. I mean, today I didn't really. I, we both didn't really watch today. I watched like the first period and. I was lucky enough to miss the accident, but uh, we can talk about that after. But uh, yeah, I thought he was great. Um, Joe Valeno, very good. Um, Chase Pearson, great. I think that was Chase Pearson's great uh, best game. Uh, Cross Hannis looks pretty solid. Um, I think Donovan Sabrango did the heavy lifting on D all weekend. Yeah, um, he was good. He was really good. Um. Him and I think McIsaac was solid. He had a couple points in the tournament that I think he wish he could have had back. Uh, like puck play wise, like he had a couple passes that were just like a either like a skate behind a guy or he threw it up the middle and like was kind of no one. He looks shaky. I mean, he looks rusty, but he also hasn't played in a long time because of injury. Uh, he did play towards the end of the year. I should say that actually. Um. Yeah, I think hopefully with what happened, I guess I'll just touch on it now. We'll go out of place, but uh, hopefully um, thoughts out to Derek McIsaac that um, he took a nasty hit. Check from behind, had to be stretchered off. The game was paused. Um, he was, so the Red Wings tweeted that he got knocked unconscious and they, had to, they took precautions, but luckily he was awake and responding to um, the trainers and stuff during it, so... Uh, it's good news in my opinion, but hopefully, like the dude's been through so much. Yeah, he's he's been one of the most unlucky players I've ever seen in my life. Two I know so- we're... two shoulders, two shoulder surgeries, and now this poor yeah. guy, he can't catch a break. Yeah, and then like uh, I know we kind of had the same thought like with Bergeron when he started his career, like he kept having injury after injury, but finally he's he's healthy now. Well, um, I mean, actually... he missed. Today's game, game yeah. because third game because injury. Yep. So and he looked very very solid in the first game, and then only played one period in the second game. So um, I don't know, and it seems like he's adapting really well to the the small ice, which is exciting to see. So hopefully, all is well, and it was just more of a precautionary on not playing him today. Yeah, um, so the Red Wings did say they're both Raymond and Bergeron were precautionary, so that's good news because I don't know. I didn't Raymond obviously played the full game on the second game, but so I don't know what his injury actually was. But yeah, Bergeron left the second game early. I guess go back to the first game, but I think the biggest story was like um, Lucas Raymond and his um, I won't say lackluster game, but kind of he was kind of invisible. Didn't exactly do anything wrong, but he didn't do anything great. He did score. That's a great. Like, he had a really nice shot. Um, Bergen with a sweet setup. But it was also two-on-one and had a wide-open net. I'll get. I'll give, you know, I'll make it, you know, fair. Um, he didn't look bad by all means. Like, he was no. stepping into plays and, like, trying to make hits and stuff. But I think it was just – there is – nobody realizes there is such a difference between playing Olympic size and NHL sheet size. And it's a big adjustment for European players coming over. You have so much time and space on European sized and 
going from game one to game two, you could tell the difference in Raymond's confidence. And he was scary holding the puck. And he was controlling almost every play in the second game. Yeah, him and Valeno the second game, even though, like, obviously it was a loss because, I mean, I'm going to the loss, but him and Valeno are easily, like, the best players on the ice. Like, it wasn't close. St. Louis just had a bunch of 24-year-old undrafted players that they signed and ran around and hit whoever moved. Um, But they were easily, like, Raymond, all of the, the little plays he made, he had a really nice steal coming out of the offensive zone and picked it back and had a good chance going the other way. Um, his first goal was a nice play by Valeno that bounced out to him. And he scored from a sweet, sweet angle. That's one thing I like everyone said, like with Raymond is he had an underrated shot. Like it was all when he, when he was drafted fourth overall in 2020, he was really hyped up for having like this Mitch, Mitch Marner, like um, vision and playmaking. But he has a really, really nice shot. So yeah, I mean, you saw it all weekend. Um, another thing we should touch on before we get past and keep going into game and game, we should go back to the first game and talk about Victor Bratstrom. Um, he played incredible until up until his little uh, injury there. He let in a couple goals after that, but he he was like twenty eight for twenty nine, I think. Before yeah, was that bad bounce? That that first bad bounce was that before the injury, right? Yep, that was before the injury. He let in one yeah. bad goal, and it was just a weird bounce. But he made some incredible saves, and he's a goalie that he played in the the league last year. Had like a nine oh three, and the year he before. played for my favorite team name ever, Cuckoo, Cuckoo. And then the year before that, he was in the Alsvenskan, so Swedish Pro Two, basically. Yeah. And yeah. he's a twenty four year old goalie. That's um just coming over this year, and he's signed his uh. Did he sign his ELC or sign an AHL contract? ELC. So it was, his, but it, like for his age, it was a two-year contract. Two-year contract. Kind of so, like how New Power New Power signed his ELC, but it was a two-year deal. Yep. So he'll most likely be in Grand Rapids next year. Yeah, hopefully. I think I think Ben Simon, who's the head coach of the Grand Rapids Griffins, he's had some really really good things to say about him. I thought he looked really – like, I think he was really dialed in for, like, the first two periods. I mean, the bad bounce sucks. Bad bounce is a bad bounce. But, they, yeah, the injury seemed to get to him. He had that bad play behind the net that really mm-hmm. got him. But, like, the other – I okay, the, I remember one of the goals was, like, a, he was left – the guy was left wide open in the slot, and he scored low blocker. But otherwise, I don't remember the other one, so I can't really say if it was his fault or not. So, Yeah. I don't know. I just thought he had a really strong, like, first and second period at least. Um, yeah. We, the Red Wings got all played in the first and second. He was there to bail him out quite a bit. Yeah. Um. So, I guess we'll – yeah, that was, like, the last thing I was going to say about the first game. Um. Yeah, 5-4 win. It was 5-1 leading into the third. So, they kind of fell apart. Um. But overall, I think that game was good. And then – yeah, the second game was kind of just a all overall shit show. Not as much as today. Today was a today was worse, but um, I think it was yeah. Was it what was the final score? Of the second game. I can pull it up quick. Five, five two. Uh, yeah, five two. Um, the main issue with this game is we could not stay out of the box, nor could we kill a penalty. So um, bad. A big problem. I had was um, 
on the stream, they were hyping up Cotton quite a bit. And I don't really think much of Cotton. I mean, he was just, he's just not to bash him, but he's this really offensive WHL player who put up really good numbers. But he's very undisciplined and not good in his own zone. Like, very not good in his own zone. Um, not a great skater. Not a great either. skater either. Um, I just don't think he's good with the puck either. But he um, he had some bad penalties there, just lazy penalties. And then um, there are a couple other penalties too. But he was the main one I picked out on because just stupid penalties. He's an interesting – that was a weird – like looking at it now, like how Eisenman drafts, he's kind of an interesting one. Like not the best skater and also like kind – I don't want to say useless, but he's not good in his own end. I mean, he's a fifth-round pick as an overager. I mean, if you see offensive upside, it's worth yeah. to take a chance on if you fix his he has skating. A great, he has a great shot. He does I'll have a good shot. That. He's, he's fine. Like, he's good in the O-zone for his age. But um, yeah, defensively, he's definitely a liability. Yep. Um, again, I think um, I think McIsaac and Sabrango both had pretty solid games. I – I thought Sabrango was so good all weekend, and yeah, he's a player that kind of goes under the radar a little bit, but he um he does everything. He does truly. Um, um yeah, I just, liked his week. I liked that. I liked his game. Um, but yeah, easily the best two players was Raymond Valeno for that game. Uh, yeah. Especially, I think, especially Raymond. I was really. I was like, I'm not like like overreaction or whatever. Like I wasn't like nervous about his game one. I'm like, oh yeah, it's just adjusting. But then like he was dialed in that second game and I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's Lucas Raymond. Yeah. I mean, those two, um, you could see Valeno towards the end of the second. I want to say he just started taking over a little bit. He was but pulling the Larkin where he's just skating circles around the, the offensive zone. against Ottawa. <laughs> I love that goal so much. I won't go on a tangent, but I love that goal. Yeah, yeah. He was like pulling like a, he was pulling a lark, and he was kind of skating all over, and he was all over the puck. He'd win every battle, um, which makes me like, uh, it makes me kind of wish we had that center spot for him because I think yeah. he looked really good at center. No, um, and just touch on that a little bit. I I do think Raymond and Valeno were very good. But once again, not to cut Sobrango short, like he, he's going to fly out of the radar because he's mostly defensive defenseman. I would mm-hmm. say he's more defensive, but he, um, he was tremendous all weekend. He, does, he literally does everything. Um, he was the, in my opinion, he was the best defenseman this weekend. I think it was pretty obvious. And then he's, he's fighting too. He'll stick up for his good teammates. scrap too. It's a good scrap. Yeah, it was a good scrap. Very good scrap. And he was probably out. Oh, I'll wait it a little bit there. Yeah, I think Sobrango's like 6'1". That guy was like 6'3", 6'4". That guy, his last name was Guy. <laughs> That's right, I forgot about that. His last name was Guy. <laughs> I, yeah, that, I think Dad said something about that. Yeah. He was like, uh, he's like, yeah, just Guy. It's true. Yeah. Um, another big story was uh, first game, Sebastian Cosa in a Detroit Red Wing jersey. He was shaky. He was. Um, understandably so. I mean, it's your first game out of the WHL in a while, and he's been nothing 
but like a stud in the WHL. It's a different, it's a bit of a different game there. I don't know. I want to ask you a question. Uh, yeah. You think that's the most shots he's seen in like a year? Probably. He, I, he like, I think he was the final stat line was 25 for 30, but insanity. Yeah. Um, I think it got in his head early with that, that short side goal that got him quick. It was a really nice shot. Like, I mean, goalies probably want to have it back simply for the angle, but like, it was a good shot, like placement. Um, and then he kind of was just off his game the rest of the game. Um, the biggest critique I kind of have with him is he's dropping his hands way too quick. He's such a big guy. Like, he takes up so much net, but, like, he's – he like, when he's going down in the butterfly, his hands drop so quick. And, like, on the – that guy – I think it was the same guy that scored two goals from the same spot in the power play for Colum- – uh, not Columbus. Um, shit, who was it? St. Louis. The left, the left side, like, Matthew shot, like, glove side. Yeah, um, I don't know. I can't really critique because I don't know a whole lot about goaltending. And I That's just my feel... opinion. Like I just saw his like hand, like his hands are dropping quick. He was dropping quick for being such a big guy. You'd want him to stand up a little more, in my opinion. I don't know. Again, I'm not a goalie, but yeah, I don't. Um, I thought he did look shaky, but yeah, I'm not too worried about him. He's oh, six, I'm not. Six. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying this is. He's six seven actually, but exactly. I'm not. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying it's a like a worry or anything. Like obviously it's a one it's a one game thing and like growing up and stuff when you're in like those those like three game tournaments and all that, like when you're trying out for whether it be like Michigan selects and whatnot, like you have three goalies in your team and they all get like a game. Yeah. And like that's so much pressure to be on you for one single game to not mess up. So it was, it's tough to, like, see, obviously, like, him having such high expectations. It sucks. But, again, like, it doesn't matter. And he wasn't terrible. He just had, like, a couple stinkers. The team in front of him let five power plays against. So – and the penalty kill didn't show up, so. Who was the, the defenseman there for the Blues? I can't think of his name. Perunovic. Yeah. The he's good. He's a 98 from Duluth. I think UMD. Yeah, he was drafted as an overager in 2018. He's a stud. He's good. Um, um, Andy texted us. He wanted me to bring this up. What a joke it is. Two things for prospect tournaments. One, I'm going to dunk on the Maple Leafs because I can. What the fuck were those jerseys? Yeah, I think that's pretty embarrassing. Um, <laughs> you're, you're wearing practice jerseys to a prospect tournament. Just go back. Yeah. Just go back to Canada, honestly. Like, just go practice. Yeah. It's a joke. Second thing, you're a Mickey Mouse franchise if you're naming a captain for a prospect tournament. St. Louis did it. Um, I'm pretty sure Columbus did it too. Um, I saw Ottawa did it because they made a huge Twitter post about it, even though they weren't in this prospect tournament. But what did like what have they earned? Like these are kids and they're playing a three game tournament. Why do you need a captain? Yeah, I don't know. I'm even iffy on the assistant captains for this. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I know the Red Wings had the assistant captains, but, like, I, it doesn't matter. Like, I, you don't need them. It's, a, it's kind of a joke. It is, truly. Um, yeah, that's my little, my little rant. Teams are, teams are stupid. Um, it's kind of like uh, go back into 
the game, I guess, because it, yeah, it's got a little off topic. But uh, Berggren injury was kind of the big name for that game. That sucked. Sucked for him. Sucked for the team. Because they kind of just lost gas after that because you were kind of rolling lines. Because I'm pretty sure they went – they go – no, they went 12-6 and six that game. So it was – yeah, they were going 11 forwards after that. But um, he was having such a strong tournament. I thought he was – I think the first game he's one of the better forwards. Yeah, I would say he was almost the best forward, most most noticeable. Yeah, and like he didn't get enough going in the first. Like I didn't really, I, I the second game I'd noticed him a little bit. Like he was good, but like I yeah, didn't I didn't think I didn't really notice him in the first period. Yeah, but I mean, obviously it's one period and it's kind of hard to do that kind of impact. But um, so hopefully it's again. I think the Red Wings said they're both precautionary because you know training camp. Like, see, yeah. I didn't see that they said Berger was precautionary. I thought um, they no, they said, said for Berger. both. Okay. Good. They said for both. They tweeted. They tweeted it out like an hour ago, or two hours ago, something like that. Um, no, it's before the game. Excuse me. I keep contradicting myself. Um, no, I think both him and Raymond. I think they were both good. I think it's good for them moving forward in the game. And like again, like that third game. I guess we can touch on it quick, but like that was a, just kind of a shit show. I watched the first period. Um, actually, no. I, I watched half of the first period. It became three nothing, and I turned it off because there was just nothing going. Those guys are so tired. You're rolling ten forwards, seven D, and then I guess during the game we had um McIsaac get stretchered off after a dirty hit, so you go down to sixty, and then T Bone Cod also got helped off the ice. So you're nine nine forwards, sixty. What, what's the point? Like the game doesn't matter at that point. And just kind of sucks. Also, Igor Chinnikov. Holy shit. I don't know if he did you see the box score at all? Nope. Hattrick. He had yeah, six he had six goals during the prospect tournament, Grant. Yeah, he's a good player. Yarmo kind of stole him from everyone. Yeah. Overager. Overager from Russia, and nobody had him projected anywhere near the first round. Kind of a sick sick pick pretty funny because yeah he's really good him and uh cylinder also scored a nice goal i don't know if he scored again but when i was he scored the second goal when i was watching yeah i i was a huge fan of cylinder before this draft this year oh yeah me too um yeah i think yeah that game to me didn't mean anything i don't care about it jan bednash bednar whatever however you want to pronounce it i think the czech pronunciation is bednash um, he was fine. Again, the team's letting up. Like one of the yeah. the goal cylinder scored was a PK. Like it was on the short was shorthanded. So I mean, he's left out to dry. Uh, Joe Valeno just looked absolutely tired because he played every other shift the night before. Again, yeah, I don't. It doesn't matter in the long yeah. run. I hope that McIsaac is is healthy going into hopefully he's able to partake in training camp if not like be ready for the season for the griffins that's what's probably most important he's just able to play a full season because i feel awful for that guy me too um yeah uh i don't think i'm trying to think what else i would have for prospect Uh, tournament another guy i touch on was how good chase pearson was throughout the whole tournament uh that's one guy that I've been ex- kind of excited about. He's um, He had a good year with Grand Rapids last year. 
and he came into the tournament centering that second line with Hannes and Tutiev. And he just, he's not the best skater, but he's so smart with the puck and just, he knows where to be and what to do on the ice. And yeah, nice sh- I should be. It should be said that he also he did also score tonight. I guess he I guess he jammed one in, um. So that's nice. Uh, I agree. He's he's a kind of a bigger guy. He's kind of a grittier center, which is nice. He'll be pushing for that fourth line spot, but ultimately, I think he's going to end up being a call up option during the year. Like when I think when push comes to shove, the first injury that comes comes through, I think he's going to be the guy to fill in. Simply for the fact, I, simply for the fact, he's gonna, it's probably going to be a bottom six role. That he's going to be filling in for, so um, I think he's earned it. I think he's with his age too. It's kind of shit or get off the pot kind of thing because he's twenty. He's year younger than Larkin, so he's twenty three at this point. He's twenty three. I thought he was twenty four. Uh, maybe he's twenty four, but he's not. He's a ninety five. Or no, 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 he's not ninety five. I'm way too old. He's ninety seven birthday. Yep. So. Um, I like this tournament though. It's big for him being there. He's been, I think it's just like his third. No, second. Second or third. Because he played three years of college. Yeah. So this is a big, this is a big year for him. Hopefully he's able to get some NHL games. I I think he will. I think all of the forwards that we really focused on, um, besides Tuchiev, I think they'll all get games in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, and then for defense, I don't really see any of them. Maybe New Power getting games. I'll, yeah, we should probably touch on New Power a little bit. Um, eh. Uh, big. Can, can move a puck. Slow. I thought you were just going to stop at Big. That's basically about it. I don't, I don't really see much of him. I mean, Big can move a puck, and he's kind of slow. That was the first thing I noticed. I told you that I'm like he's not he's he's good in his zones, but foot speed is not there. Yeah, it scares me when he's got a guy coming at him because I just think he's gonna get beat every time. I guess he beat up someone too. He got in a fight during the third game. Yeah. He I, I guess he laid a kind of a dirty hit and made a hit a stand up for himself. Um, so I guess it, I guess it was just really chippy with Columbus. Other than the thing, like I I kind of hated how chippy it got during the. The St. Louis game too. It was kind of ugly to watch for like a prospect tournament when they're all trying to like prove prove themselves to like make the team. I guess like it's part of the deal is you have to show up, show you can do it physically as well. No, I agree. I just feel like like the bigger players on Detroit, like the more skilled players, are just being targeted. That's kind of shit. It kind of felt like Lucas Raymond had three guys on him at all times. Yeah, I think that's what happened to Berger, and is he got hit kind of funny, wasn't it behind the net or something? It was like behind that? the net after you like let go of the puck. Yeah, it's kind of like things you hate to see, but like obviously it happens, so it's probably good for him in the long run. But also, it just kind of sucks that it's a prospect tournament. You get you get hurt there. I saw someone bring it up on Twitter, but it's like a, it's like this is why the Red Wings didn't send Mo Sider because he would have been targeted all tournament because mm-hmm. you're you're gonna hit the the big dog on campus, you know. Even though he wouldn't have been budged, probably, but it's better be safe than sorry. It's well, yeah, like you can like when he's ready for it, you know. He but he had a couple times like in the SHL, didn't he? Like have a scare with a stretcher or something, or being helped off the ice. Maybe. You know what I mean? But like, if if you get caught, like when you're not ready, like there's nothing you can do about it. it doesn't matter how big you are. Yeah, I just, he's so. he's usually ready for it. He's one that's always looking. Yeah, I again, I'm glad they kept him out and. uh Obviously, you couldn't keep out Raymond and Berggren because, like, they really this was 
their first time like being in Red Wing jersey and like needing to see where they're at. And obviously they're both ready to compete for a spot in Detroit. Doesn't mean they'll be on the team, but it's a good moving forward. Uh, yeah. I think that's going to, unless you have anything else, I think we'll just do a quick hit episode and can wrap it up for the day. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, overall, I'm obviously the record isn't great, but I'm pleased with what I saw, like from the big guys anyway. That's, that's what I was important. I didn't really give a shit about winning or losing. And, um, about 2TF too, just not yeah, he was like, probably the, he's probably the best story coming out. You don't know what to expect from a guy that you never really watched, and just like kind of exciting to see him really show himself. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just, I think that's easily the best story coming out of it, and obviously the Luke, Lucas Raymond hype train in full effect for Red Wings fans. Um, yeah, so I think that's gonna wrap up episode four. Kind of a quick hit episode. We'll we'll be back. I think Thursday we're gonna do it. Um, I don't really know what it's gonna be about. Yeah, I think we might do some hot takes episode, some spicy takes. That sounds good. 